0: everybody to another episode for a Fitful Podcast. I'm Brandon Frenio, joined by me as my boy Dion from Nighter Gang Podcast. How are we doing? Good, good, man. How you doing tonight? Good, man. Good. Just uh, couldn't stand watching this terrible, horrendous game of Thursday night football. So.
1: Oh yeah, bro. Ninety six. <laughs> like what? That that one right there, man. It. Jesus Christ, that's mm-hmm. like a super low scoring game. That's the defensive battle. Um. Mm-hmm. Although I did see Russ do some dumb shit. He, that last interception he threw just made no sense. <laughs> like, I don't know who the fuck he was throwing it to. It looked like he just chucked that motherfucker in the air and was hoping for a prayer. but Don't yep. work out that way, man. You got to find an actual
0: open receiver, you know. Exactly. Um, so tonight we're going to preview our next matchup against the Carolina Panthers. What's up, Joel? What's up, Joel? Hope you're doing better. Yeah. Um so let's get right into it. What do the Niners need to do to continue this win streak starting off? Uh honestly it's just playing good football, playing
1: forty nine er football, man. It's gonna be smash mouth, uh run the ball to set up the pat to set up the passes. Bridge message the way the Kyle Shanahan works. Um and we're going to need Jimmy to do the same thing he did last game. Just don't fuck it up. That's all we ask of him. We don't ask a lot. We don't ask him to throw the ball all over the field. We're not going to ask him to do shit that we know we're not cap- that he's not capable of doing.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: our main idea and main goal is don't screw it up, and we'll be perfectly comfortable with that. But um, the other thing is just the defense has to continue with this consistency of being great for the number one defense defensive league. We have the leading sack, uh, sack guy Nick Bosa. Like we have no reason. There's no reason. Looking at it from a statistical standpoint, from a game standpoint, why we should lose this game. Mm-hmm. Um, Baker Mayfield is ass. The Carolina Panthers' offense has just not been getting anything going, um, and you know it. It, it sucks because you got some. You got a couple of players there that could do some things, but. They're just not being utilized because there isn't anybody to throw them the ball or get them the ball. <laughs> and there's the way to start the show. Off. There he is. <laughs> Joey right there with this shit. Offense needs not to be, offense needs to not be dumbasses and get outscored by Baker Mayfield. I agree 100%. Yep. Me too.
0: What do you feel they need to do to be able
1: to win this game?
0: I feel that Jimmy just needs to play a decent game like he did last week. Um, Not throw any stupid interceptions. Um, No. I mean, it's going to be hard for him to do, but no hospital balls. Okay.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, I think they should start off with the run game like they did on Monday. Um, I Looking at Carolina, it doesn't look like they have a really good defense as it is. So um, I think even just running the ball a lot, um, I think will do them justice as well. So, And I'm not worried on the other side of the ball. I think our defense is literally going to have another seven sacks in this game, to be honest.
1: Yeah, there's a high probability that we go need shit on (laughs) Baker Mayfield. I, to be honest with you people out there watching, I'm telling you right now, we could get Baker Mayfield benched in this yeah. game just from how, how well this defense is playing. Um, and what people have to understand is it's not being boastful or braggadocious about this defense. These are just facts. You don't believe me? Just go take a look at the numbers, man. We, we are literally kicking ass. We're second, mm-hmm. in team, we're second in team sacks. And, of course, as I previously stated – we have Nick Bosa, who is the current sack leader, with seven. So I'm telling you right now, I watch. when I say this, I mean this wholeheartedly. I watched the game versus the Cardinals. The Cardinals are doing the simplest of things. They didn't do anything crazy. They didn't do anything spectacular versus, uh, versus the Panthers. It was very simple. If you don't get to Baker, throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. Saying (laughs) like literally that's all they were doing. Mm -hmm. JJ Swat was back. He was knocking the ball down. I mean, I think Baker had almost 14 passes batted. Like it was insane. Matter of fact, let me look that up really quick. Because he, he that that game, man, was just it was an atrocity. And the way they were knocking down the passes was flat out insane. Um, and that loss to the Cardinals. And the loss to the Cardinals is their biggest loss of the year. Um, But when it comes down to it, man, you know, you just have to be better with the football. Baker Mayfield in that previous game had one TD, two interceptions. He was only sacked twice, though. So it's not a negative thing, but the Cardinals defense is nowhere near what our defense is. So we're not going to be worried too much about that. So when I look at the Cardinals defense, they had eight passes defense so that's eight times they to knock the damn ball down and Baker couldn't do shit about it you know what I'm saying and the, the crazy thing about it is the passes defense that we're speaking in reference to came three of them came from Zach Allen which is one of their defensive linemen for the Cardinals I actually like this kid he is he's gonna be a superstar he had in that game he had six tackles uh, one sack, one TFL, and three passes defense, along with two QB hits. Um, the next guy, uh, Dennis Gardick, I don't even know who that is. He had a pass defense. JJ Swat. He had two of them. Uh, Nick Vigil had one. Uh, Jalen Thompson had another. So it's like, typically when you hear the word pass defense, the first thing you think of is a defensive back or a safety or possibly even a linebacker. You don't think defensive lineman. As your first thing, what's going on, Val? What's up, uh, throwback? Um, but it's insane that they knocked the ball down eight fucking times, you know. And Baker Mayfield had thrown the ball a, a total of thirty-six. So thirty, yeah. you know. So that that's that's a nice little little small ratio out of that. And I mean, mm-hmm. I think we can do the same. There is no real problem. Hey, what's up, Mahoney? Appreciate you,
0: man. Appreciate you. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, another thing as well uh, that is good for us is the fact that we're getting Jason Ferret and Jimmy Ward back into the lineup as well. Um, where do you think – what do you think D'Amico is going to do with them? Because uh, fungus is doing well and uh, – and uh, Gibson, yeah, and Gibson. Gibson. So, what do you think? What do you think we're doing this week? To be honest with
1: you, I honestly feel like they should ease. The, they should ease both of those guys back into the rotation because they have to get into football shape. You mm-hmm. always hear that term, and it, it it holds true because you can go through training camp and do all the stuff you want, but until you start getting hit, till your body starts to build that 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 callus, so to speak, mm-hmm. then you, you're not in football shape and that's what Jimmy Ward needs and so does Jason Verrett. Um Verrett hasn't played ball in forever cuz he I think he I think it was a torn ACL again. Um yeah. and Jimmy Ward
0: last year, right?
1: Yeah. And Jimmy Ward wound up uh missing some time with a, a pulled hamstring. So mm-hmm. Ward has had more than enough time off to be able to be fully healed from that hamstring, but either way you ease them back in. Don't just throw them on the field and say, hey, Jimmy Ward, you're starting tonight. You know, uh, go out there and ball. Like, Gibson and Hufanga have a really good connection. Mm-hmm. Don't If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Jimmy Ward even said in his own interview, like, hey, they don't need me. They're the number one defense yeah, in the field. Yeah, he
0: did. Mm-hmm. They're,
1: they're number one defense without me. So, it ain't like, I, you know, like, he's like, ain't no complaints here. I mean, shit. And that—that's a good thing to. Have. That, that's an embarrassment of riches, and it's a good problem to have when you have. Okay, well, Gibson is here; so he's playing fantastic, but, you know, I got Ward here, and I, I'm paying him money, and I really need to get him on the field. But, all right, you know what? Let's just rotate you guys. I'll bring you in once you feel comfortable. I know you're back in football shape. Cool, and we'll slide you back into your starting spot. You know, nobody should lose their spot to injury, and I wouldn't say that, that was that that's going to happen to Jimmy Ward. The other mm-hmm. thing is, imagine Wolsey's doing doing fairly well. Mooney is absolutely fantastic, mm-hmm. but can you think? Think of it like this, and just look at this scenario. A lot of 49er content creators have thought of this, but I'm going to give you a full scenario. All right. Huff and Gibson in the backfield. Mooney and Verette on the outside. Throw Jimmy in the slot. People, if you heard what I said, do you understand? Throwing the ball is stupid against a defensive backfield like that. You have no business throwing the ball in the slot because Jimmy Ward can can hit. He can knock the ball down.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. You try to go deep or try to go over the top. You still got Gibson there. You still got Huff there. Huff's got enough speed. Gibbs has got enough speed. You just make sure you keep it within a good 10, 15 yards and they don't get beat because, you know, it is what it is. But yeah. if you let Jason Verrett get back to Jason Verrett, because we all know a period point blank. The man is one of the most injured people in the NFL. Yeah. But he is one of those players when healthy is mm-hmm. at the top of his position. You cannot tell me there's another DB that's better than Jason Verrett. When he's fully healthy and he's fully JB. There may be some guys out there that look really good, but I can tell you right now, Jason Barrett and Mooney, and then you put Jimmy Ward in the slot with Huff and Gibson in the back. Are you brothers? The linebackers in the defensive line don't have to do shit. They literally don't have to do shit. Even if they don't get to the quarterback, why would you throw the ball against a defense setup like that? That's just dumb.
2: Like
1: yep. anybody with a brain in their head is trying to avoid all of those players. And if you have that many stars on the field, it just spells disaster for the opposing offense. So I feel like they should go ahead and, and, and ease everybody back in. But I'm telling you, I am not opposed to Verette starting opposite Mooney. That just gives me two fucking Pro Bowl DBs that nobody can fuck with. Yeah. And I still have Emmanuel Mosley, And I still have the Amidouro and I still have uh, Ambry Thomas, even though he's been nowhere to be found for a while. Oh, shit. I still forgot. I got Samuel fucking Womack.
0: Oh, yeah. That's true. do it.
1: embarrassment of riches at the DP position that I've never had since Kyle and John have been here. So mm-hmm. there's no way for me to lose. And if Ambry Thomas is my worst defensive back, technically, since he hasn't played, shit, I'm doing all right
0: um yeah we uh mentioned that as well in the last show about putting brett and uh jimmy ward out there mm-hmm. along with pofunga and and gibson so i mean shit, having all four of those guys out there did the defense won't be elite they'd be all elite like all elite wrestling, you know what I'm saying? Look, 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 <laughs> I, saw, I saw the club.
1: AEW, <laughs> shout out AEW, they doing the thing. thing. You know, it's, it's it's really hard to keep track, keep up with WWE. But AEW has found a way and congratulations to them on their success. Now I want to address this real quick.
0: Yes, sir. Uh
1: Joe Mahoney says if they keep if they keep Huff and Gibson the starters, Ward isn't a starter by trade deadline. Don't be surprised if they deal Jimmy. This is what I would tell you. I'm going to shoot that down right now. They ain't moving Jimmy me Ward. Too. Me too. They'll keep him. They would rather keep him and have that embarrassment of riches than to let him go somewhere else and trade him. Plus, for Jimmy Ward, to be honest with you, you're not coaxing much out of a team second round pick, tops. And it's nothing against Jimmy. It's not to say that he isn't worth a first round pick. But excuse me, as as him being viewed by the league. I would honestly have to say Jimmy Ward is most likely going to be a uh, a second third round pick kind of guy if you're trying to get something from another team for him. And like I said, there's no disrespect to Ward. I feel like he's definitely worth that first round pick. But I would I would hold off on the on the on the trade of Jimmy because they won't do that. You know, there's only one Jimmy that would have gotten traded uh, midway through the season. And unfortunately, that jackass has to be our quarterback for the rest of the season. So we got to let it rock. Oh, shout out to Kelly Young, man. Kelly, <laughs> I was on Croc's show the other day, man, and Kelly had, oh, yeah. Kelly had to be in the comments on some bullshit. I was sitting there, and I was I was actually being polite. Hey, what's going on, Niner Fanatic? What's um, up, Peter? Yeah, oh, no, it's Pete. It's Pete. It's no oh, longer Peter. Peter. I was watching I was watching Mariah. Shout out to the Faithfully Podcast. Love them over there. Yeah. Love the work that they're doing. Oh, and I want a card, too. I want an IU oh, card. There you go. Which, yeah, I appreciate it. They're supposed to give away a Huff card, you know what I'm saying, but they ain't give it away yet. So I'm watching because I want that Huff card because you know I that that's my favorite player right now. So uh, shout out to the Faithfully Podcast. Nothing but love to them. Um, but, yeah, man, it, it, it's going to be – it's gonna be a fantastic, fantastic game to watch. Like, I they asked Nick Bosa, and uh, you know the the pregame presser when they were in the locker room, if he was gonna do the flag planning thing, and he's like, no, no, uh, no plans to do the flag plan again. And they're like, have you ever kept in touch with Baker? You know, throughout all these years, he's like, I don't think we've ever been in touch. I'm like. Why would you ask him a dumbass question? Like, that? sometimes that kills me. Reporters will ask stupid shit. Why do you think Nick Bosa wants to talk to Baker fucking Mayfield? Why? That's like Debo Samuel saying, yeah, me and Darren Donald go out for drinks all the fucking time. No, they don't. They don't like each other. There's a reason that we play Aaron Donald and we beat Aaron Donald and we do what we do. Mm -hmm. And you know what's funny? Rams fans, where the fuck you at? Usually you be in the chat, you be talking shit, you run your mouth, we kick your fucking teeth in, and nah. you know where to be found. You bro, ain't in the comments. I can't get you on a post-game show. You motherfuckers went into hiding. Y'all went into hibernation yeah, like some did. fucking bears. Y'all are Rams. Rams don't hibernate. Bears do. So how is it that? Oh, yeah, bro. Oh, Joe, you know, I, I, I got impressions for days, man, you know. <laughs> But that I I'm just a little confused, Rams fans. Where the fuck you at? All that shit you see. My thing is, if I talk a bunch of shit and I don't back it up, I'm there for the smoke. I deserve yeah. it. That's cool. But I can't say that about a lot of people. Rams fans, you motherfuckers.
0: Mm. Known that. You did you see? They're already starting to do the same shit they did last year with the whole ticket sales, trying to. Get the Niner fans not to uh they doing that again. again. They're doing that shit again. They're like, wow. oh wow. See, play. here's okay, because yeah. Brandon just said that, that tells me
1: y'all some punk motherfuckers, and I'ma say that wholeheartedly. See, here's a fun fact that you didn't know. I learned this from my buddy. Shout out to my boy AC the Barber. If you out there in LA, you anywhere near the Inglewood Gardena area, look him up on Instagram, AC the Barber Man. He'd chop you up real nice, bro. How you coming out there feeling like a whole new man? Um, But he's a diehard Charger fan, and this is my dog, man. I've known him since, since junior high. You know how much the Chargers pay for rent? How much? $1. Really? And you know why? Because the Rams' sneaky ass owner tried to buy the land that they were built a sofa on before they built sofa so because you tried to be sneaky and underhanded now the rams don't pay shit can you imagine being an owner of an NFL franchise and knowing i don't need to pay anything i could pay rent for the next 7 800 years if i felt like it but 1 is all they pay And that's because the Rams tried to be sneaky and underhanded. You got caught. And now look at you. You fronting the whole fucking bill for Levi South. So thank you very much, lamb chops. Another dumb move by you just as you're about to wind up because they're going to wind up in salary cap hell from all of the money that they doled out. Oh, hell yeah, for sure. And they ain't got a first round pick till like 2034 or some shit. Of course I'm exaggerating, but I mean shit, you trade away that many picks is fucking insane. But yeah, man. Oh, okay, non-fanatic. You grew up in uh in Carson. Okay. I know where Carson is at. You know what I'm saying? And hey, uh
0: you know what's also funny is the fact that uh I saw a Rams fan on Twitter post a picture of our stadium and it say uh sofi north. <laughs> you motherfuckers were really trying to copy our shit, bro.
1: What in the fuck? Okay, explain to me when that became so fight north. Have you you beat us in our house? I'll wait. Oh, last time I checked, you haven't.
0: You have not. Since Kyle and John have been here, you have not won a regular season game. And you don't see a lot of blue in our stadium. So, uh, Hello,
1: when you, when we literally, why do you think we have things like red out, Levi South? Why do you think that Matthew Stafford's wife, excuse me, was like, don't sell your tickets to 49er fans, please, just don't do it. You know why? You see this red right here, you see this red, all of that red's gonna just come in. We're gonna red out your fucking stadium. And you're going to be upset because there's going to be more of us than there are of you because most of you are fake fucking fans. Mm -hmm. See, unless you tell me and unless I can test your knowledge and you know that the Rams are in L.A., they went to St. Louis, they went back to L.A., unless you can tell me about Marshall Falk, unless you can tell me about Eric Dickerson, if you're walking around and all I hear from you is Aaron fucking Donald, you're new. I can't respect your opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, Nipsey, Nipsey Hussle said it best, man. You know, he said, uh, what did he say, man? He said something that was so prolific. And he said, um, you know, if you ain't been through all these emotions up and down, like a seesaw, you know, I can never view you as my equal. Fuck. I want to hear your CD for. So everything that we've been through as Niner fans, We've been through the ups. We've been through the downs. I told y'all. Since 85, man. So I didn't seen the glory years. I didn't seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. Russell Blue, motherfucker, man. This dumbass. How hey, do you fuck the game up, bro? bro? How do we freaking it's not we lose this against this team? Hold on, man. See, now I got to look. Because I, I picked I picked the Broncos to win. Russ, you better not fuck me out of my goddamn W. Don't really do what you do, I shit. The Colts 14,
0: seconds. Fourteen
1: seconds. Fourteen seconds is still nine to six. It's still nine to six. And let me see who got the ball because we definitely gonna keep an eye on this shit. It's third and one. Oh, they on the Denver eight?
0: The
1: Colts. Are yeah, crazy. the Colts ain't go. Yeah, nah, man. They they got a waste. Oh shit, bro. And I chose them too to win. And oh, you picked the Colts to win? Yep. I, man, I, I picked I picked old Russ, but he's a dumbass. So, you know, it happens. You yeah. know, I even did his "Let's Ride." I even did that and that shit. Didn't yeah, horse. How much, how much it, did we? He an interception do.
0: in the end zone. God. Yeah, he did. Damn, Russ. Yeah. Come on, bro. Dude, hey. I had to, I literally had to turn it off because of how fucking horrendous it is. Oh, bro, nine to six—that's just pathetic. Like both offenses are strictly
1: anemic. Like, yeah. there, there's no no hope. You know I what told, I mean?
0: So, I told my pops, I'm like, dude, the Colts probably should have just freaking kept Carson Wentz at this point. <laughs> might as well have shit. And probably wouldn't be much of a different
1: outcome. Yeah. Um. So when it comes to the, the Carolina Panthers offense, they Man. have the weapons. They don't have the quarterback. You have LaVisca Chennault. DJ Moore, who a lot of people are high on. You have fucking Christian McCaffrey in your backfield. Mm-hmm. With Chenault, McCaffrey, and, 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 and Moore, that's a very nice three-headed monster. Those are good offensive guys. But when you got a quarterback that can't get him the ball because he can't throw over the defense and everybody just gets their hands up and bats everything down, Well, I mean, shit, you know, it is what it is. And see, the difference is they haven't played a defense like ours. Like, our defense is number one in the league for a reason. Like, we're really kicking ass. Mm -hmm. So, as much time as you had versus the Cardinals, well, you ain't going to have that breathing room against 49ers. We're going to be in your backfield hanging out with you. We want to get to know you. We might ask you about your mama, your daddy, your girlfriend. Your cousin, your aunt, your uncle, your niece, your nephew, may hey. If somebody on the Niners is single, they may say, Hey man, look, you know, your girl look good. She got a sister. You will find <laughs> out who the 49ers are. It's the eight that a motherfucker. What the damn, Russ. Yeah, Russ do look like you. Damn, Joe, that's right. Russ do look like Jimmy, man. He actually, you know what's saying? He actually looked worse.
0: Yeah, he does. You know, how much,
1: you know how hard it is to look worse than Jimmy Garoppolo on an off day? Russell really looks bad, man. And this is not boding well for what the Broncos have. And he can't complain because he's there. He's committed to be there for several years. And they're going to have to deal with the fact that he exists. And it's not like the Broncos don't have an offense. They have everything. Russell's just not getting it done. So I can't blame Jerry Judy and Courtland Sutton because they out there running routes and the ball ain't doing it. I love a hey, lots of people like DJ Moore. Uh mm-hmm. shout out to Jesse at, at uh at uh shit. Last second sports. I don't know why it was escaping me. Um shout out to Jesse at last second sports. He loves him some DJ Moore. He was saying the same thing. He actually had found a, a, a Carolina Panthers content creator. I didn't find anything when I looked on YouTube. I um I think there's a guy named Black Cat or something like that. I tried to lock on, uh the locked on Panthers, but they were already committed with uh to doing a crossover with Peacock and Crocker, and he stated he wasn't doing anymore. So, appreciate him for at least responding
0: because they know they're gonna lose. That's why
1: that's probably it, man. I'm telling you right <laughs> now, they, I, I wouldn't know the dude that Jesse did the uh the interview with, man. He uh, he, he called him, he called that as an L. Like, it's the issue is there's nothing the Panthers have that really scares me outside of a young defensive back, his last name is, like, Luvu or something like that. Yo, this kid is a baller. Like, and when I say ball, I mean straight baller. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell you his stats. It's, it Like, he's really that good to a point where it's going to blow your mind how crazy he is, man. Like, I – him and Brian Burns are literally the only – and J.C. Horn a little bit. He gives me a little bit of trepidation because he is pretty good. But when you look at the sacks, um Burns is the only one that has more than one. He has three. Um, but yeah, Frank, it's it's Frankie Louvu. Frankie Louvu has 32 tackles, five tackles for a loss, two passes to defense, an interception, return for a touchdown, and a forced fumble. So that young man is doing his thing. He is balling by 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 every means. Oh, I'm sorry, he's a linebacker. I apologize. Um, and then of course, there's Shaq Thompson, but he's not really doing much of anything. As I stated, Brian Burns has three uh, three sacks. Um, <clears throat> the only other guys that have a sack are Damian Wilson, Matt Ioannidis. Um, Those are just a few of the guys there, man. But, like, the defense doesn't give me anything crazy that I can go on, like where I'm like, oh, shit, we need to really watch out for that. So you've got Luvu. You've got J.C. Horn, you got Burns. That's literally three people. There are 11 people on defense. That's eight other motherfuckers no one gives a shit about.
0: Yeah. Um, My next question for you is you saw the who didn't practice today and yesterday. Um, Uh, Who are you talking about,
1: Javon Kinlaw?
0: Yeah. Are you worried about... Not seen Javon. I at all. I'm gonna I'm gonna preface my comments
1: by saying this. Javon, if you ever see any of the stuff that we say about you, bro, it's never personal. No one is trying to take food out of your mouth, no one is saying that you shouldn't be able to feed your family, none of that. Young blood, you're injury prone. It's unfortunate. It's a hard thing to deal with. It's very frustrating for you. I'm 100% sure mentally because you want to be out there on the field earning your paycheck, making plays. But that knee is just not allowing you to do the things that you can. And I can tell you right now, I knew something was wrong when he went from the first game bullying every offensive lineman that you could think of to the second game. He was getting stood up a little bit. And third game, you know, you start to see it. And it's very unfortunate that, you know, that knee, that tendonitis just won't go away. You know what I'm saying? So while we appreciate you, we love you uh, for being on the team. I'm sorry. It it just, I'm worried that he's probably just going to wind up missing the,
0: the whole year. You know what I mean? That really sucks I was really looking forward to him, like, playing a lot, too. I look forward. I look forward to him balling
1: out. I expected him to get a push. Because I can tell you right now, and Madden Javon Kenlaw is a beast. Mm-hmm. Like I I literally I broke the sack record with him like three, four times. Like Kenlaw is just a monster in the game. And to be honest with you, you know what's crazy is they'll bring like when you get injury prone, they'll bring your stats down. They'll bring your numbers yeah. down in Madden because you don't play. And yeah. it's warranted. It is what it is. So I'm worried that Ken uh, Law has not practiced, and I really hope that he gets healthy and he's able to get back on the field. But to be honest with you, with the way the defense is looking, we ain't missing a beat without him or Armstead. Still, Paul. Mm-hmm. Seven sacks, and that's without both of them? Psh, I'll take it. I'm glad. Um
0: yeah so I'm not too worried about our line at all i I was just like hoping we'd see Ken Law, uh more this season um but it is what it is and I'm hoping Armstead um comes back and eventually uh, uh you know falls out like I mean he looked good last last week so I mean we'll see what happens. Uh, to go on the other back on the other side of the ball, um, how worried are you on that left side of the offensive line now that McKibbitz is out eight weeks? Here's the thing, I'm not going to be too worried about it
1: because Jalen Moore looked a lot better. He looked okay. a lot better in replace, you know, in the replacement of Colton McKibbitz. Um, the beauty of that is, honestly, if it gets too tight. And more starts to mess up. Daniel Brunskill is a Swiss Army knife. Though his ass in at left tackle. He can play any position on the line. And to be honest with you, I'm okay with Brunskill at, at left or right tackle. I don't want him nowhere near the goddamn center position. Stay the fuck away from that. Yeah. You suck at center. It's probably your worst position. But any of the guard spots or tackle spots, I'm okay with putting Brunskill there. But I'm not really too worried about that left side of the line. I think that Jalen Moore and Aaron Banks will be fine. Um, remember, we're going up against mediocre defense. Um, so it is what it is. Hey, look, Melissa, did they call up Poe? I, um, I don't I don't. I don't see anything that says that they did. Um, so this seems more like a question. If they were to call up Poe, that would be fantastic. I'm all for it. I would love to have yeah. him on the active roster. Kids, kid, kids, uh, crazy athletic is a star. What's going on, CG Ruthless? Um, so CG. The other thing is with uh Mason, I don't think he's ever going to see the field, man. I don't know what the fuck it is with Kyle and why on God's green earth he must run Debo Samuel and he uh, he only wants to run Jeff Wilson Jr.? Like, you have several running backs. It's always been a running back by committee. Why is it that you don't trust Jordan Mason? What is he not doing for you that says that he can't be in the game? Somebody said they may think it's his pass pro. Here's the thing. I don't want Jordan Mason to pass block. If I need that, I'll throw in Jeff, or I'll throw in even Marlon Mack, or maybe even Tevin Coleman. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you right now, I will definitely – Love to see, or I would definitely love to see Jordan Mason get some goddamn touches. You keep uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. healthy by that, and you allow Jordan Mason to flourish. The kid is an amazing star, and it's just not its not fair that you keep leaving him on the bench and you won't use anybody, but you you have an embarrassment of riches at the running back spot, but you got to wear a Debo in the backfield. You're not making sense. I need you to help me make it understand Yeah. Um, I'm okay with them being called up. Yeah, I love it. I love all of that. Yeah. Um, D'Amico's presser uh, said that it was expected the fluid. Yeah. So the fluid's back. Yep. So most likely, what is he going to have to do? Continue to get it drained. And it's yeah. going to plague him throughout the rest of his career. This is why, initially, I was upset. Because the 49ers have a problem with drafting injury-prone players. And I know a lot of people go, well, don't label them injury prone. It's, it's football. Injuries happen. Okay, injuries happen because you're playing football. They don't happen because you're not. So if you want to say injuries happen, okay. If you go on the field, you break your leg because somebody landed on you the wrong way, injuries happen. You're not injury prone. But when this is something that your body deals with, there's nothing you can do. You can't tell me that's not injury-prone. What the fuck? So his knee issues were a red flag when we drafted him. I didn't like that. I don't like the fact when we draft injury-prone players. And we let go of Buck, kept Armstead. And, yes, Armstead in the middle is a lot better. But if that's the case, we could have kept two, six, seven fucking beasts and left them in the middle. Why not pay both people? Oh, I forgot Jed York's just a cheap bastard at times. So there's nothing I can do about that. So it's like, hey, you need to figure it out, man. You need to figure it out. Uh, We will not win. I don't count on us winning the Super Bowl, Joe. The reason being is because we don't have the right quarterback to do that. Should we make the playoffs? Yes. I am afraid of D'Amico Ryan's leaving next year for a head coaching job. Mm -hmm. He is going to get snatched up. He's way too good of a defensive coordinator for him not to be snatched up. But this is what I will tell you. Uh, Vic Fangio been hanging around, man. He been chilling. He been in the building. So I'm going to tell you right now, if I go from D'Amico Ryans to Vic Fangio, I have no worries that the defense will continue to do exactly what it has been for the past couple of years. And he may keep the 4-3. Every now and then you might see a 3-4. I love a 3-4 defense. I think a 3-4 defense is more effective because you have four linebackers, all of them being af- athletic, and all of them being able to cover and do various things. And you you don't know who you're blitzing with, who you're sending, you know what I'm saying, from time to time. But Yeah, we all know that. that's that. That's old Lemmy G, to, to quote Silverado. <laughs> um, but the other thing is, honestly, Kacera doesn't want to be a D.V., uh, 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 a defensive coordinator, uh, CG. He just doesn't. He oh, he openly stated that. He likes being a defensive line coach. He has no aspirations of being a defensive coordinator. I would like that, but I, I just – he it's not what he wants to do. Um, but uh, it, it – it, the issue with, it, with the 3-4 is we got to find that hog in the middle. We would need to have that nose tackle – That's gonna be a disruptor like that, and I don't. I'm not sure if we have that. We've got some good D tackles, but I don't know if we got a nose tackle that would be able to 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 anchor that defensive line, so to speak. Because you could keep Drake Jackson and Nick Bosa on the outside, but you got to have somebody on the inside that's getting that push. You know that that would allow things to work out. So I think we'll be all right if the but if D'Amico goes and you know. Big fan of yours DC.
0: I'm all right with that. Yeah. Um, I agree. It's pretty interesting to see for sure. Uh I might have Celts coming on to the show as well in, in a minute. So okay. Um, um go so ahead and uh let, let's run that ad. Yeah. So, pay some bills
1: real quick, everybody. Zach is gonna tell you how to get you some serious money. Don't believe me. I'm telling you right now, man, we have a lot of winners in our, our group chat. Um, you know what I'm saying? You just got to bet on the right ones. Uh, I, I oh, oh, kid? Oh, yeah, okay. That's my neighbor. <laughs> oh, okay. What's happening with you? Yeah. Definitely appreciate you stopping
0: in. But, yeah, run What's that up, ad, kid, man. man. Zach going to tell run you how me, to get man. that money, baby. All right. Let's bring it over to Zach. Here we go.
2: What's going on guys, Zach here from 49ers Hive and I just wanted to take a second to thank today's sponsor, MyBookie. You know football and you pick winners every single weekend, so why not get paid for them at MyBookie? You could bet single game spreads, money lines, or parlay multiple together to increase your payouts. The feeling on Sunday when a 3, four, five, six game parlay hits is unmatched. There are low contest entry fees and over half a million dollars to be won. So make it so you don't have to be a pro gambler to have some fun. Getting started is super simple. All you got to do is go to mybookie.ag and use our promo code HIVE as in 49ers HIVE on your first deposit to secure a double deposit bonus. You deposit $50, they'll match you $50. You deposit $100, they'll match you $100, all the way up to a Thousand bucks, take advantage of our double deposit bonus. It's right here on the screen mybookie.ag promo code HIVE as in 49ers Hive. Take advantage now, guys, and make this your winning season exclusively at mybookie. Thank
0: you, Zach. Welcome, hey, Melissa. How's it going, hey, guys? What's going uh, on?
4: Boring ass game,
0: yeah. I let's just hope in. that
1: the, that the Broncos <laughs> win. I need I need this dub, man. Uh,
0: trying, to get, trying
1: to get over five hundred in my in, in my my games that I picked this year. And well, well right now
4: in. you're you're losing, and it's second and seven.
0: It's twelve to nine right now.
4: Let's hope not. Let's
0: hope not. Right. Well, just, let's see.
1: Joe Mahoney says I haven't been that impressed by Drake Jackson. <laughs> Have you been missing things, Mister Mahoney?
0: I was just going to say that
1: look, Drake been balling, bro. Drake, Drake. <laughs> they send Drake in on what they call the NASCAR packages. And if you watch the last game when Epikom got, I believe, his second sack, if he didn't get that sack, Drake Jackson's right there to finish and clean it up. The, what they're doing is they're just working him in slowly. But mm-hmm. Drake, is, Drake is doing this thing, bro. And the one thing that I will tell you, Joe, Drake's speed is disgusting. It's not fair. I should be able to hike the ball and hit a seven-step drop without seeing Drake Jackson's ass in the backfield. You do a seven-step drop on Drake Jackson, high probability of getting sacked. You may do a three- or five-step drop, and you want to get that ball out as quick as you can. Young man has intense speed, intense athleticism. His bend and flex reminds me of the great Dwight Freeney. So believe me, just keep, keep your eye out on him, uh, Joe Mahoney.
0: You'll see. Yes, sir. Um, Izzy, let's get your thoughts on this game coming up. What do you want to see from the team?
4: (laughs) I'm trying to keep my my expectations down because Jimmy Garoppolo always gets me really, really frustrated and angry and into a place I don't like being. Um, But then I, I keep thinking about 2019 simply because that's the last time we faced Baker or the Panthers. And our scores were 31 to 3 and 51 to 8. And I'm just like, in my mind, I want to say it, it's possible we can go like 41 to 3, especially with how bad the Panthers are right now and with all the injuries to like Jeremy's Chin and that defense and everything else. But then at the end, end of the day, I'm like, but we're not using our running backs. And Jimmy is a liability. And it's just. So many points left on the field from our offense and our defense, mm-hmm. and it's just—it's it, like teetering on that line. Like you, you want to be like, we're gonna blow them out, but at the same time, you're just like, but I gotta chill out a little bit, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Melissa makes a fantastic point. I believe there was at least twenty-one points left on the field last week. Mm-hmm. Like I guarantee, at you, least just at look at least. the plays. I mean the 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 the, the crazy thing is. The pass to to Kittle, super high uh, degree of difficulty, right? So Mm -hmm. it looks nice. The issue is you had Brandon Ayuk standing right there after he broke Jalen Ramsey's ankles. And Brandon Ayuk does the same thing, man. And this is no disrespect to Ayuk when I say this. I mean this Mm -hmm. in in the most respectful way. He throws a temper tantrum. (laughs) When he's standing wide the fuck open, And he doesn't get the ball. He's like, why in the fuck am I on the field if you're not going to throw me the ball? What is the point of this? I know I am making money to feed myself and my family, but I am getting really frustrated with him. When when I'm standing wide the fuck open or I've broken the receiver's ankles or I've destroyed a DB. Like, there's a reason why he gets upset. And it's him.
4: Brandon's kind of shown this since... The, the, the preseason when he was coming out and he was shitting on Hufunga and Fred Warner, and then he got like all offended when Jimmy Ward and Fred Warner tried to play like a uh, tough mentor to him and, and try to bring out the best in him. And it, it's just, it, it seems like ever since Trey got hurt, that kind of bad Brandon has come out again. and He's just like really emotional, and I'm not a big fan of that.
1: For me, I have to say I'm a fan of it and because he's validated in his feelings. I'm not going to knock a guy yeah. for being frustrated that you're not getting the fucking targets that you deserve. Like, he has to – like, I get that he's got to be on the field. but My thing is, I shouldn't have to keep running across the middle for you to throw me the goddamn ball. Mm-hmm. You know, that I, that, that, that that I agree round.
4: with. I what I mean things. is just – like, after the Broncos game, right? Uh, mm-hmm. It was a really hard week. But my fear was like when you heard Fred Warner kind of talk about like Brock Pretty, and he was like saying how pretty he was looking in practice and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, the the worry it, it's not that Brandon is coming out and like you know frustrated because like we've seen it from Kittle, we've seen it from Debo, we've seen it from Danny Gray, we've seen it from everybody. Like this is just some of the things that go with Jimmy Garoppolo as your starter. Um, but my worry is that when things aren't pretty again, when they're not winning easily again, when they're not on top again, that it's just going to keep piling on, piling on, piling on, and the toxicity is going to come back, and this locker room is going to get really divided. Like The thing I loved about Fangio was that they were dominant, but they were separate. So like the offense wouldn't affect the defense. The defense wouldn't off the, um, affect the, the offense. offense. But these but this team is, like, really close. So, like, if one guy is really down, like, it, it could breed easily throughout the whole team.
1: Oh, so. okay. I see, I, see, I see where you went with that. And you, you, make, you make sense. Um, appreciate you, NorCal, Bill. Yeah, um, thanks, NorCal, Bill. But what I, will, what I will say is the number one thing is that because the team is so close, they'll continue to try to lift each other up, and they mm-hmm. won't allow each other to get down. I think honestly, Brandon Ayuk is probably going to internalize that and yeah. just save that for the next season because it, <clears throat> it's for Ayuk. It's not about winning; it's just about being able to be targeted. And yeah, he has
4: a he has a like Kittle fun love of the game, but he, unlike Kittle, he really wants just to be the one that's getting. The, would, yeah, and,
1: and I mean the thing is. I'm sorry, if you jumped back into the first round to get me, I would think you'd <laughs> want me to catch a couple of footballs. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. So I I like I get it. No one wants any kind of negativity to spread throughout the locker room like a cancer. But at the same time, if I'm a, if you jumped in the first round to go back and get me, and I had to play with CJ better than Nick Mullins, and at least they targeted my ass. But the minute you get on the field, I don't get no targets. No, I don't care for you. I don't like you. I don't <laughs> want you on the field. You to if you notice, Brandon. And I you never came to Jimmy's defense. Never. No. When everybody no. was jumping no. on oh, man, you know he just wins. You you gotta stop talking back. I don't know why everybody says something negative about Jimmy. Fuck out of here.
0: What's up, David?
1: David. Well, Deion, Izzy, Forever Faithful, just finished TNF. <laughs> That's three and a half hours of my life. I oh, want it that. I gave so I took an involuntary. Nap. Fucking Colts. God damn it.
0: God damn it. 12-9. 12-9. They <laughs> went four
1: uh, four one. To fuck it up, man. This, and you got to think about it. Look at the Colts game. This is the battle of the old quarterbacks. Because Matt Ryan is just Matt fucking Ryan. He is no longer Matty Ice. And Russell Wilson ain't the Russell Wilson of bowl. He's just regular old Russell fucking Wilson. So you got um, a battle of old ass quarterbacks, and, and here I am sitting there going, "Damn, all right, it? cool, man." You know, I, I figured Russ can at least pull the dub off. I'm gonna tell you right now, them <laughs> fans in Denver is not—they gonna run his ass out of town. They gonna tell him to they, ride they, your ass through after another they team. Walked out, Wait, bro.
4: Before before even uh, overtime what happened, there was like entire sections of fans just walking out of the game. They, like, no, they were—they they were. On the like all day long, the Denver Bronco fans
1: are not happy campers. Now, I can mm-hmm. tell you this as 49er fans, we were pissed off, we were hurt, we were upset when Trey Lance went down, and we don't mm-hmm. like Jimmy Garoppolo at all. But I can tell you right now, there's too much the faithful are literally almost all but divided. I would say it's a 60 40, 60 don't people don't like Jimmy, and 40 people do. And I can tell mm-hmm. you right now, Nobody's leaving. Nope. We're not gonna leave, especially in a nine-nine game. You fucking see, we ain't going nowhere. Because we gotta sit up and figure it out, figure out how the fuck we're gonna win this game.
4: But we weren't leaving when Blink Abbott was starting. If we're not leaving for that, we're not we, leaving yeah, for Just, play, uh, we're the gonna be the angry as hell that he's here.
0: Hey you guys, right. we didn't even leave during the Chip Kelly era, okay? The Jim Tom era. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, come on, there's a reason that our moniker is the faithful. Yep. Because we
1: stick through it. The Broncos yep. fans, to be honest with you, I feel bad for them because they were expecting Seattle Russ. And they basically got I, the left over.
4: I feel bad for them because they that what that five-year tender to him before he even had one snap in the regular season.
1: Hey, man, look, it, it, the, the one thing I can tell you is if you are looking to play football, become a quarterback. <laughs> become a <at> least. <laughs> Did you just get money? No, here we go with the shit. Man, what's going on? He said Jim Tom Sula won. <laughs> I mean, but like yeah. that was, it, it, here's the sad part: Jim Tom Sula was the ultimate yes man. Yeah, like you know, when you like when you see somebody with a lot of fucking money pick somebody like that, and it's no disrespect to Jim Tom Sula because he is a great defensive line coach. Good god, he is awesome at Coaching a defensive line, if you need a defensive line coach, and Jim Thompson is available, you might want to give him a call because your defensive line is going to start playing amazing while oh. he's there.
4: Wasn't he the the Cowboys' defensive line coach, and he got like shanked out of there like so fast with the? I don't, I
1: don't know. I don't know if that was Jim Tom Sula Um the...
4: What was the guy, the one before Dan Quinn, Mike something, former Atlanta coach, Mike Nolan. Yeah, Mike Nolan. The no, that was Mike Nolan. He was the, he
1: the coordinator.
4: No, 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 but the two of them came in together, and then the two of them got shipped out together.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you probably wind up getting shipped out together just because they tied you to one other person. But Jim Tomsula, actually, when he has the right the the right pieces and, and the talent, he can get it. Now, Chris Eric, I don't know. He just seems to take anybody and turn into a fucking <laughs> superstar. I don't know how the fuck he does it, but he
0: does. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how the fuck we lost against the Broncos. We lost to the Broncos because we had an inept
1: quarterback. That simple. There's no other question. Well, no we inept- also
4: have that mentality of we get a lead, and then we just think the lead's going to stay, and then we just sit on the lead.
1: Because we have a head coach who coaches not to lose instead of to win. And then at the same time, our Achilles heel this year has been the second half. We don't score much in nope. the second half. I think it's we only it's, had three it's been that way since –
4: 2019, if you think about it, because like both of those Seattle games, we had like major leads going into the half, and then just it it came down to the last second on the last play. Either we, we it got tied up, or we like barely by the skin of our teeth won week 17. Like, this is an ongoing issue with Kyle. He he gets the lead, and I don't know if it's like the I don't trust Jimmy thing of it, or the I don't trust my defense thing of it, or I'm done trying to, like, guess what he's coming from. But just one of those things where, like, this is something we have to deal with, you know? Yeah.
0: Very much so. I agree with you on that one. Um, um, go ahead, That That's my thing going into this game is uh, I hope they actually do start scoring in the second half. Um, especially against this shitty-ass team. You know what I mean? And And the thing is, is we want them to score consistently.
1: So, if you give me seven every quarter, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But if you give me 35 in the first half and you give me shit in the second half, I still got a question mark because what happens if the Panthers all of a sudden find a way? You know, what happens if, if uh, fucking CMC decides to turn back into CMC and show up and show out? There have been a lot of 49ers talking, uh, a lot of 49er fans talking about possibly trading for him. I mean, don't get me wrong, you, you put you put Christian McCaffrey in the system. And you can kiss a That's lot like, of shit goodbye for people. It's just over it, it, it's almost all but unfair. I am so sorry. I'll tell you this. If you came to me next year, mm-hmm. and you told me, Dion, your starting quarterback is Trey Lance, and your starting running back is Christian McCaffrey. I'd look and be like, Well, I'm going to Super Bowl. Tell us that. But what do you mean? What what do you mean? What, what the fuck do you mean? Why would you ask me that? Do you understand the dynamics of Trey Lance? Do you understand the dynamics of Christian McCaffrey? Do you oh, understand man. putting those two together is just a deadly combination? It's not even fair. And to be honest with you, I, I, I know I, you've said this several times, Joe. And yeah, Jimmy's got to be better on third down. Oh, for nine. That's really trash. Now, here's the other thing about these shitty ass teams. We're two and we're two and zero at home. Oh and two on the road. Yep. And both of these serious. teams are on the road. And both of these games are on the road. And they're trash teams. And they're and the
4: East Coast.
1: So we'll stay. They'll stay. I think they stay in Virginia.
4: Yeah, the Greenbrier again.
1: Yeah, yeah, they so, stay there. Uh, so they don't have to travel so much. And it makes sense because it's a lot it's less wear and tear on the body and you're not as tired. Like it's a bitch getting on a flight going all the fucking way back home and jumping all the way back over here then going it's it's a lot.
4: That's why they said uh Latavius Murray was sad because he had just flown out to England and then he was flown back and then now he's flying up to mile high and they they just didn't wanna put his body through that pressure. So they and then they were talking about how he has to fly back out to England later in the year because They have to play again over there with his new team. So,
0: yep. Um, Where the hell is it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Brandon, oh here we go.
0: So, so speaking of travel time and everything like that, um, Akash tweeted out that another advantage for the Niners is they only have three true road games after the next two weeks. The only, they only leave the Pacific time zone once after these next two weeks, and that's Mexico City. Oh, that's awesome. So, see, that that that's a lot
1: of less wear and tear on your body. You won't mm-hmm. be as tired because you're staying in the same time zone. Um, you know what I'm saying? It, it's definitely fun uh, when you can stay home, too, uh, just, just for the players. You know, mm-hmm. you can be around your family, be around your loved ones. It's always definitely a, a great thing when it comes down to it. So, um to be honest with you, I think we can we can wrap it up here. Melissa, yeah. if you got a score prediction, by all means let us know. And your X factor is
0: on each side. Exactly. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um I'm gonna go against my better judgment and say that we're gonna win forty one to three just because <clears throat> Okay. Baker Bakers look like trash and Ooh. that defense is just injured. And a, at least I can watch for the defense because Fung is on point, Drake Greenlow's coming back the way I, I kinda hoped he would. Um mm-hmm. Diamodor Lenore is balling out. And mm-hmm. if they could just, you know hold on to the ball on defense, you know, like when they have those opportunities for <laughs> turnovers.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I I might not have faith in the offense, but at least I have a lot of faith in this defense. And I think they're really special. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just hoping for a big day.
1: Okay, okay. So uh, we would all love to see Danny Gray doing kick and punt return because of his speed. Um, <laughs> I'm not necessarily sure if he's ever done that. Um, I, I couldn't tell you because I haven't checked into it. But yes, it would it would make a lot of sense to have. And, Ray and there.
4: Uh, so, my and MVPs, I guess. Uh, I'm gonna say. Um Greenlaw and Tevin Coleman. Because I, I think this is the Tevin Coleman game again. Oh. oh, I didn't
0: even know you were here. Okay. I don't okay. think they're
4: gonna play Mason yet, and I, I really I, I don't understand it, but I, I think they've been waiting for Tevin Coleman and now that he's playing yeah. the South again and it's the Panthers again, I think nostalgia-wise, I think they might bring him up and kinda let Jeff Wilson Jr. not be the one and only true running back. Okay,
0: Brandon, what you got? Um, I got I got the Niners winning uh, thirty one ten. Oh. Um, Literally, then, like one
1: off the <laughs> of Brian Colt. Yeah, Colt was hit. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So thirty one ten, and then my X factors are gonna be. I know I said this last week, but it it wasn't there, and this has been a, a a like a a problem slash like having us worried about it. But I think this might be the game that George Kittle has a big game. Okay. Okay. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, um. I'm going to say. I'm going to say. Hafunga has <laughs> a pick, another pick six. Oh,
3: okay,
4: okay. I I wouldn't mind either of those, but it's just it's funny how much things changed in what three years. Because mm-hmm. I mean, Kyle Juszczyk used to be that guy that was always blocking, mm-hmm. and, and Kittle was the 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 patch catcher, and now it's like George so is I'm always sick. the one blocking and, and now they're like uber enforcing call you chicken and all these freaking play calls
1: yeah yeah um me i am going with uh brian colt i said 30 to 10 on mariah Show. i'll stick to that um honestly i think we just we go in there and we just bash their brains in <laughs> and i'm gonna tell you right now i feel like baker mayfield gonna be looking at the sky a lot like I don't I honestly think that in this game, Baker Mayfield could wind up being benched because of how bad we're gonna think this that. Guy look. Like it's, so
4: it's you to eat Walker comes in.
0: No, no it's Sam Darnold. Sam, Sam Darnold, Sam hey, Darnold, Darnold is, is the backup. He's, he's healthy. No. So. Yeah, he's
1: healthy. He's the backup. Okay. So. I think I think he would come in. Um which Robbie Anderson would love because he had a better connection with him than he does with Baker anyway. Mm-hmm. Um X Factor, <laughs> X Factor for me on offense. I'm gonna stick with Debo. I'm gonna be very cliche about it. Um and then on defense, y'all know I ain't going nowhere. I'm sticking with number 29, baby. <laughs> told him tease up, told them tease up, man. Huff is the man. I, I see nothing but great things coming for that young kid. I, I like him a lot. If I ever got to meet him, it'd just be a fantastic thing. Um, that is the next jersey that I will purchase, um, just because I, I I like the kid and I like what he brings. I love how he plays. Love his instincts. Uh, the the interception last week, even though bobbled, it was great. Nick Bolson could possibly have fucking four sacks if if that's the case. Like I, I feel like our defensive line is just going to destroy and demolish his nice. offensive line. Along with D'Amico dialing up those blitzes, oh, 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 poor I Baker.
4: I, 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 I literally lost my voice after Lenore had that sack. <laughs> I was just so happy to hey, see when him he, come when
0: back he after that all that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was so happy. I was so happy for him. I see, uh, I see at least 10 sacks maybe now. now that you yeah, that's a high
1: probability. It. If we had seven against the Rams and – You know, they have a makeshift offensive line. This offensive line for the Panthers ain't much better. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're playing – our next two opponents in the Panthers and the Falcons are mediocre teams. These are teams that we should not be afraid of and we should not be worried about. We should be going in there to make sure that we're, we're on top of our game, we mind our technique, and we ball. That's literally all we need to go in there and do. We should not have any mishaps or mistakes. Um, we cleaned up the penalties last game. Things have been looking really good for us. And our defense is number one in the league. So there's no reason we, sh- we should lose either of these next two games. The one against Kansas City is going to be the real test. But yeah, I, oh, I'm definitely going to get a Huff jersey. You can guarantee that shit. And West, it'll probably be later. Um, on.
4: Do you see uh, Rule kind of came out in the the press and blamed Baker Mayfield for why they're one and three right now? Oh yeah.
1: they, they, no! Their their whole uh, their press conferences are just horrendous. You got people just like that. I can tell you right now, before you go ahead and play that, Brandon, because uh, that that that's actually the perfect way to take us out. Um, <laughs> the one thing about them is that they are not they are not in sync. That locker room is lost, and there is mm-hmm. no true leader there that is going to get them in line, rally them, and say, "Hey, I don't give a shit if this coach fucking sucks ass." I don't give a fuck if this quarterback sucks ass. We're still the Panthers. We still need to go out and show people who we are, what we can do, and what we're capable of. Somebody has to go in there and get their, get all of those dudes in one place at the same time, make sure they get their shit together, be on top of it, and it's got to be somebody they respect, appreciate, and admire. And when you have somebody like that on your team that can do that, it helps you to get back on track. They don't have that right now. It's every man for himself. And it's like, hey, look, I'm here so I can get my fucking paycheck and get the fuck on. Because at this point, there's not much there for them. Like, they're bottom of the NFC South, along with, I believe, the Saints. Because I think the Saints are one and three as well. So it's a lot, man. And it sucks whenever locker rooms get lost like that. But it's on the head coach to bring that back together. And this head coach is not doing such. But Mm -hmm. with that being said, um, Brandon's going to take us out with a beautiful montage, dedicated <laughs> to the best safety in the fucking league right now. number 29. very talented safety, Talanoa
2: Hufanga. He gets picked off by Hufanga.
3: This one is juggle pick.
1: There goes Hafunga. Hafunga, touchdown, San Francisco. Pick six. I
4: love what I do. I do what I
0: love. it is. All we right.
4: made that? That is awesome.
0: The Niners did. The Niners immediate team did. That's awesome. <laughs> um. Without being said, guys, thank you for tuning in tonight. It was a kind of a late one, special surprise. So, um, until next time, we'll see you on the post game show. Go Niners. And Thank
4: you, Fernando, for always posting the the new times on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
0: Yes. All right, go Niners! Late go Niners. Peace.